There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, and we are diving back in to the Star Wars universe. And dare I say, it's probably one of the more better segments of the Star Wars universe. Some say it's the only piece of Star Wars medium that's even good and you know post disney acquisition star wars we're here to talk about season three of the mandalorian episode one of season three uh just dropped today with season uh three of the mandalorian and we're here to talk about it there's a lot to talk about they dropped a lot of big stuff here um and uh i feel like we're back for star wars like back properly i don't know what grandmaster what do you what do you say about the Mandalorian uh, first episode impressions? Well, actually, let me before you answer that one. Um, this is our first foray into Mandalorian. Our first show, our first Star Wars show proper was Book of Boba Fett on the podcast, and after that, it was Obi Wan. <laughs> and we all know how both of those shows went. Uh, you know, in terms of. Uh, hype and uh, us going in with huge expectations only to be met with uh, midness overall. It's midness, okay? All right, good. We agree. Um, but yeah, you know, like this is the first time we're talking about Mandalorian proper. I, I don't think we had the podcast around when season, definitely when season one wasn't around. And uh, I, I think season two had just ended or it, it, it was already over for like a year or something but um mandalorian like how do you feel about mandalorian overall are you excited for season three did you like this episode do you even like mandalorian at all oh okay um all right let me let me let me backtrack a little so season two uh ended in december 2020 so we didn't start our podcast until january 2021 so we had just missed the cutoff for have maybe to have covered the mandalorian actually Um, funny enough if it ended in december of 2020 we recorded our miles morales uh episode our our uh pilot in december of 2020 Mm -hmm. wow look at that yep 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 because yeah i was thinking why man why didn't we cover the mando uh because you know it's been a couple of years. So, first of all, I am a fan of The Mandalorian. Uh, loved season one. Uh, loved season two. Uh, I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni are a match made in heaven when it comes to the Star Wars universe. Uh, did they more or less strike out with Boba Fett? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was John Favreau, too? Um, Boba? I'm pretty sure, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no let me pull way. this up. Um listen, I know is... Dave Filoni had two episodes and we know which two episodes those were that he was involved in. Correct. Uh, <laughs> they had the Dave Filoni stamp on them. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, um, no, no, um here, look at look look right here. Uh yes, Book Book of Boba created by John Favreau. So it is an extension of the Mandalorian. And again, I think they're really just trying to create this this little pocket of interconnected stories in the Star Wars universe. And I do uh, want to talk about that because I think this this first episode, while I did enjoy it, it may have suffered a little bit, a little bit because of that interconnectivity. Um, I I agree. I agree. Um, because, again, we haven't seen Mandalorian since December 2020. That was the finale of season two. Right. It's been almost three years. Yeah. Three years since we've had an outing well, with the Mandalorian. I guess two years. <laughs> two years and some change. Two years and some change. And then I guess if you don't want to count the, we the don't. two episodes dedicated to the Mandalorian of Boba Fett, 
Well, some uh, say that should have been the season opening to season three, those two well, episodes. But, well, we've, but we've, we've talked about this as yes, far as yes. B- Book of Boba Fett very much feels like that could have just been some episodes of The Mandalorian. And then, right. uh, you know, let's 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 go back to the main guy. Let's go back to the main story. But uh, yeah, who, yeah whose think... story is this? Whose show is this again? Oh, that's right. It's not the it's not the Mando. I I see what they're doing, and we talked about this. Y'all can go check out our Boba Fett episodes. But I think they're just really trying to build this pocket where many characters can appear in one series and appear in the next one, and they can go back and forth however much they want. More so than they do in, say, like the Marvel series or the MCU okay. as a whole. You see, what? that's what I was going to say. I think this first episode at least suffered a little bit of it. It's It took a page out of the MCU for better or worse. And it's one of those things where some people just like the Mandalorian. Sure. You know, they, they don't like, I mean whether it's because of what the sequel trilogy did to the franchise and just the midness of all the other shows that have come out. I still haven't seen Andor. I heard it's really good though. Oh God. Um, see, here we are like <laughs> not even talking about Andor. And yet, that probably has the highest rated reviews of any Star Wars series. And and yet it's the least talked about. It's the least talked about. I feel like out of all of them, but uh, I do want to see it. I just need to set aside time to actually watch it. Um, but with uh boba fett and obi-wan you know these were shows that kind of like people were hyped about i i i I already said this they were people were hyped about it they saw it they're like this is kind of mid well who's this guy who who, who's this guy who is he who's who's this This ain't my obi-wan this is not my boba (laughs) who is this uh get back in the back to tank (laughs) um but you see some people just don't like those shows. They just like the Mandalorian. And I don't blame them because Mando season one uh, started. I think I think the first episode of Mando either that was a aired. Disney Plus anch- uh, that was a Disney Plus launch. It was a it wasn't there day one from launch. It was like a week but, later. I don't remember when Disney Plus aired. Uh, I, I do. It, I, it's November 9th. It's November 9th uh, of of what year? of 2019 2019 okay so then yeah that matches up then because rise of skywalker came out december of 2019 correct Correct. and episode one of mando i remember this because it it either aired like the week before or after uh rise of skywalker and oh no 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 there was a good gap the last episode of mando came out like a week or so after the Rise of Skywalker debuts in theaters. The last episode of Mando came out with after uh Rise yes. of the Rise. Listen, if November 9th is the Disney Plus launch day, and I actually got it right here. Mando releases November 12th. So that's like okay. three days after launch. Uh and then okay. Rise of Skywalker is a December release. Okay. So you know. Oh, I lied. It launched wow. November twelfth. Wow. Yeah. So it Mandalorian is a launch title for Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. So either way, right, this thing comes out around the same time as Rise of Skywalker. And I remember a lot of people, as we all know, Rise of Skywalker, which we'll get to eventually, um, was trash. And people said, Great, Star Wars is trash again. I don't want to watch this anymore. Screw the franchise. I'm done. Then Mando comes out and it reignites this passion in the fandom again, where it's like, ooh, this is good. This is not just good. This is really good. What's going on here? This is Disney? <laughs> this is Disney Star Wars? What? I, I, I've never heard of this before. I, I've heard of Rogue One. That was just a lightning in a bottle. But, uh, ooh, Mando, what's going on here? And uh, I just find it funny because... Some people only like Mando and they may be coming into season three expecting to pick up where season two left off, but now they're suffering from MCU syndrome where what's this? Grogu and um and Mando are together in season three, but he mm. left him with Luke at the end of season two. What what's the I have to consume Boba Fett to understand what happened between Luke and Grogu? 
that I can find a little bit problematic. I get the interconnectivity they're trying to make with this little, um, this little uh, quote unquote pocket universe of Star Wars that's like post um, Return of the Jedi and pre sequels where all these characters revolve around each other and all these shows because we know Ahsoka is going to take place here. Mando takes place here. Boba Fett takes place here. Oh, there's um, one more coming too. Acolyte uh, is here? No, no, no. Not Ac oh. No, no. Acolyte is High Republic. So what's um, here? What's the other skeleton one? Skeleton Crew is coming. I, uh, I forgot about that one. Skeleton Crew with Jude Law. Is so that's in way. this. That's this. It's post Return of the Jedi. Let's just call it. Yeah. Well, it's post Return of the Jedi, but it is a Filoni and Favreau. Uh, Got it. So it looks yeah. like they have control of this little this little segment of uh, interconnectivity between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And I get it. They want you to consume all of them so that it feels like an MCU mini franchise. But at the same time, that kind of sucks. Uh, those two episodes of Mando and Boba Fett should have been in here. Uh, because yeah, then yeah. you're kind of just like, oh, Grogu. Not even the recap in the very beginning touches on this. Um, they just show the the bounty hunter robot, and they, they uh, show Luke for a brief second. They uh, do not show Luke in the recap. Yes, they do. Nope, nope they yes, don't. Yes, they do. They don't. I, nope, they don't. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up right pull now. It up. They, pull it up. They show Luke for a brief second in the pull recap. I Go know ahead. they do. Go ahead. The point. The point is this. Anyway, I'm not gonna look. No, the point is this. There is nothing wrong with building this world, but you have to make the the world worth exploring. The Boba Fett show, uh, yes, if you did not tune in, you would have missed this part of the story. And the problem with that is that the Boba Fett show was not that engaging as The Mandalorian was. So It wasn't good. Right. So it was like, if you're going to make us consume, make it worth consuming. Because that's a pivotal moment to, you know, uh, that's huge that he did not stay with Luke. He did you know? not stay with Luke. I think didn't did they not learn his name in Boba Fett? They learned his name in Boba Fett, right? Or was that season no, two? No, Grogu. They learn his name in Ahsoka tells him in season two. He's like his name is Grogu. Okay, that's where you learn his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, this is a little bit rocky starting off. But I think overall, episode one was a good introduction. Um. Ooh. Ooh, you don't think so. Well, I think a lot happened in episode one. Like there, it was like boom, 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 but um you did not like it. Interesting. Or rather think, you, what? Go ahead. I think this first episode just more or less felt like a catch-up. Here, let's catch you up to speed. Let's remind you what's happening versus it actually being a story uh in a singular episode, you know. There was many moving parts and there was things they had to remind you of what was going on since we last left. And then there was like, let's go check in with these people and make sure you understand what they're doing. And then we'll go forward versus kind of just more of a condensed outing where we just have a singular plot line going on. This one had multiple plot lines that just basically serve what from what i feel just to be like hey we're back baby remember these guys that's what um, it felt like i honestly i i i disagree i i i really think and i really went into this without like i i tried to not go into mando with like these beer tinted not beer tinted rose tinted goggles because people just blindly praise mando as the only piece of good star wars medium in the last like 10 15 years and i get why but i i try not to go in expecting like yep this is a masterpiece 10 out of 10 no flaws um i like this episode because like okay so the first two seasons of mando they were always focused on um the journey of you know grogu and right. mando and but but however that journey was mostly pivotal on Grogu, who we didn't know his name at the time, but it was focused on him because uh, we wanted to know the mystery behind Grogu. Where is he from? 
Who are we going to deliver him to? What's the what's the mystery behind him? Are we going to send him to Luke? Stuff like that. Once you once you complete that in season two, at the end of season two, when he finally hands him off to Luke, it's one of those things with Mando where it's like, wow, this this has really been the journey of the Mandalorian from season one. What is if they even do a season three, which we didn't know for sure back then, but Mando succeeds and people watch it, so of course they're gonna do it. But it's like, where where are they gonna go with the story? He completed his quest. We, the, we had an inkling of where they were gonna go, uh, because yes, he completed the quest, but he was left with the dark saber, and from there you knew. With the dark saber, it was going to become more actually Mandalorian, Mandalore focused. Because now and, that he has, to... what? Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say that I I got more of those vibes in this episode in terms of direction as to where they're going to go with the rest of the story, the journey of Grogu and all the mystery. There might be some more that they'll throw in a little bit, but it, it's not it's not the focus anymore. It's done. It's right. done. Uh, this is going to be a Mando culture focused season. Like that's how I see the direction. If that's going to be a whole season thing, if that's going to be a two season thing, it's uh, a whole season. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it'll well, end. Yeah, this season. I, I know minimum it will be this season. I just don't know if it'll be one and done, or if it'll be like you know how the Grogu journey was two seasons. If this is going to be two seasons as well. Well, I, I'll tell you what. A big telling sign is pedro pascal was the only star like billed as the star of the mandalorian pedro pascal right this season it is pedro pascal and katie sackoff who plays bo katan they are the only two series regulars everybody else is a co-star or a reoccurring guest or oh, a they're labeled guest star. as a co-star they are labeled as the the stars this has never been done before. Okay, for Mando. For Mando, this has never been done before. Okay, that's interesting. So, I mean, you know what? That's perfect then. Bo-Katan, she's from Mandalore. She's a Mandalorian. Correct. I would expect her to be here, uh, especially if they show her in episode one, which it was actually at the end of episode one. So I imagine she's going to have more of a pivotal role throughout the rest of the season. Oh, she um, is. We had that little intro thing in the very beginning where it's like uh, the the Mandalorians, they're having that ceremony for that kid. And yes. uh, they fight like an alligator thing. Um, right. That was cool. I, I thought it was neat to just see a little bit of the culture side. It was something crazy. I, I think the culture aspect is the coolest part of that scene. I could have done without the, the CGI flex, but... Uh... Did you notice yeah, I, how they changed? Uh, I, I always like doing this. Um, you, you, do you watch the credits at the very end of yes, like, the art the, the pieces? concept art, yeah. The concept art. Did you notice that the concept art, it made it look like an alligator snapping turtle in the concept I mean, it, art? It always looked like a, that, that was definitely the vibe because it had a shell. It had and a shell, it. but then it was an actual alligator in the, in the actual scene. Right. I, I, I just found that interesting because the, the concept art, an alligator snapping turtle has like a beak and yes. it didn't really even have a shell in the concept art. It was all like fleshy all around. Uh, but then the final product, it has a shell like a turtle, but it has an actual alligator's uh, snout and not a beak. Right, right. Um, I wonder what was the process in like finalizing that. That Those are just like fun little things I like looking at when it comes to concept art and then how No, I really enjoy transitions. the concept art. I think it's really good, really cool to look at to see what made it in the final uh, bit and what didn't. Uh, no, it's definitely cool. Cool little thing they throw in there. Give you some insight. I like that. But uh, yeah, no, I think, um, again, we're going to get a lot of Mandalore insight, culture, religion, practices, customs, uh, ever more so before. Because again, goodness, I didn't think there was this many out there. Yeah, they made it look like it was like a small, not a small city, but there was like a good chunk of them in at that ceremony. I was like, uh, I thought you guys were like all but extinct. Like maybe there's like a, a, a small handful of you uh, every couple solar systems or whatever. But no, there's like a whole like small community that was having this ceremony. 
Um, and what's also interesting too is that we're seeing this from the perspective of the watch. You know, watch. this is one faction, and for for Uber Star Wars fans, they know the watch is more. Uh, it's reference to uh, what is it? Death Watch. Death Watch. From the Clone yeah. Wars. Right. right, which I always thought it was cool that they're like, oh, he's the child of the watch. <laughs> a child of the watch. What exactly is the rules when it comes to the helmet? I know you can't take it off, but what are the limits? Like, can you bathe? Can you oh. can you eat? Like, what do you have to stick your spoon underneath the helmet? I think we've seen him do that. I think he like lifts it up and he he, also, he does that. I think we've seen them do that. However, um, they definitely can't take it off in front of people. They can't take sure. it off in front of people. Right. Right. No um, one can see their face. Um, you know what? I think there was something about that. I feel like he did take his helmet off for like in privacy, but like, yes, you know, to like there, probably brush his teeth. I don't know. Uh, we've seen a scene where he, they, him and Cara Dune rescued a village and then he took off his helmet, but he was inside alone. Grogu was playing. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then also, he took it off in front of IG-11 because he was not living, so... Uh, IG-11's the robot? The, yes, in the season, yes, in season okay. one, he took it off in front of him because he's like, I can't take off, I can't show my face to any living thing. Uh, and IG-11's like, I am not living. Uh, <laughs> he says it so like he, that in a British yeah. accent? No, I can't do Taika, because that's Taika Waititi, I can't do his little oh that's him he's that's taika yeah yes wow. that's taika um interesting so you know his little new zealand accent new zealand accent uh Ew. uh either way um i, I mean I, I always question this too i don't want to go too much into it but pre Vizsla from the clone wars uh he was like the big bad leader of the death watch in that series yeah. he, he was took the one off that his helmet he he was the one that uh darth maul Cut yes. his head off. Okay. Correct. He took off his helmet plenty. And he's the leader of the Death Watch. So I don't know where Bo Katan has her helmet off too. Bo Katan was part of Death Watch too. Um at one point. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is like off. what the faction does, like as it because like that was like 20, 30 years ago, whatever. So maybe this faction Maybe they shifted. Right. Maybe. Right. I, I I hope we get answers on that. Um why are you yeah, obsessed I, with this? I, I think this opening definitely lets you in on this is a Mandalorian season, right? Right, because it's it's focused on, um, you know, Mando's you know whole whole thing with him having taken off his helmet. Uh, he needs to uh, redeem himself. He needs to be purged of his sins. He needs to be baptized in the minds of Mandalore. Uh, but the minds of Mandalore. Oh, no, wait, what is it? Uh, but Mandalore has been destroyed. Yes. But if the minds are intact, I will be redeemed. No, this is the way. <laughs> like, do you want them in or not? Like, <laughs> like just let them back in the club. I don't know. Y'all don't have any money. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. It's just funny how, how much that they stick to their tradition. They're like, I mean, there is a way you can redeem yourself, but not really because... <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalore is like, I guess, glassed or something. Like it's, it's crystallized. The surface has crystallized. crystallized, so you can't go down into the mines if you can't break through the crystals. I guess that's. Uh, I wonder how that happened. Well, uh, they said due to all the bombing and toxicity and radiation, uh, Mandalore does not sound like the place to go, or anyone would want to be there. It does um, not. The only. I mean, the only visual representation I think we've had of Mandalore was from the Clone Wars, right? That bustling uh, city. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was it. Yeah, yeah that, that was it. Um, nothing else. That's mm -hmm. all I can think of. Um, but, I mean, at the very least, we know what Mando is trying to do when it comes to his journey for this season. He wants to bathe himself in the in the waters of the mines and be baptized again in the, in the Mandalorian, or I'm sorry, the Watch the watch traditional ways um so that's our goal um i think so from there he, he kind of stops at a navarro is it navarro navarro navarro, navarro. navarro. and we've, so, we've seen navarro since season one so navarro because i was remembering this navarro was like was it kind of like 
not a desert, but it, it was kind of deserty, right? It was um, it was this barren. city was barren. It was barren. It was barren. There it was sand, right? There was sand. No, no, like no dust. sand. No dust? sand. It was no, no, no. It's surrounded by lava pits. Like there, it's it. The the land looks like lava had cooled over, and it's barren. Did it have a brown tinge to it? Like 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 a like a theme. It had a dark tinge. It's not sand. Okay, it's, good brown. I'm not it's, saying it's sand. I'm just saying I. I remember vaguely this city, and I'm only mentioning that because I'm like, wow, what a glow up this yes. city got. Because I know as sure as hell, it did not look anything close to what we saw in this season. Well, season um, two, it was getting there. I do admit, season two. Nothing like this. No, no, it was on the rise. We've seen it. But not like but, this. No, obviously, this is peak Navarro right now. Yes. Um, I, I kind of like that because... Uh, what's it called? Uh, we know it's been between Mando season two and three. It's been roughly two years. Um, and we know that because Dave Filoni and them had to come out and this is not in the freaking story, but Dave Filoni had to come out and say, by the way, um, Grogu and Luke were training for about like two years. Ooh, I don't know if I buy that, but sure. I I don't uh, buy it being two years since we've last seen them, but sure, sure. They, they definitely what? didn't make it feel like two years. Like, and, and there's nothing in the story that tells you this. <laughs> this is outside material, and it's not even like in like a manual or something. This is something that Dave Filoni. I don't even know if it was Dave Filoni. It was someone that basically had to come out and say, yeah, two years two years since they were training i'm like okay they, they did um, and i i didn't find it necessary like i don't think they needed to specify how long it had been but whatever well the, the only reason why oh god i don't like the way it was told but i like that they at least said it because when we come back to uh this city it is so different i, I feel like with star wars a lot of locales for the most part are like static yes. when it comes to visual representation so like Tatooine, Jesus Christ, we've been in Tatooine since the prequels, and that place does not look any different like decades later. It is the nope. same dust ball that no one wants to go to, but for some reason, the center of the galaxy, it, it's the center of the galaxy in this mythos. Everything happens on Tatooine. All the major characters meet there. All the major characters are tied to some way to Tatooine, uh, but it always looks the same this to me with navarro this is a breath of fresh air this is a city that slowly has changed throughout the course of uh, of the story being told that is cool like i don't know it, it, it's, a, it's a small thing that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things like like whatever uh uh what's his name again it's jar Jar, Jar Darjin, Darjin, Din Jarin, Din Jarin, Din Jarin. Goodness. Um, I, I doubt Din Jarin's gonna be like, oh, remember the glow up of Navarro? No, he's is it's not gonna, he's not gonna bathe in the mines and and think of that. But I, I still think it's cool that a city has evolved, and it makes get it gives me hope that I'm like, what other places have we visited in this little um, th this this segment in the timeline, the Star Wars timeline? What else will change? I thought uh, that was kind of cool. No, I, I think it's cool. I think it also just fits, you know, the Mandalorian is, uh, it's a Western, it's a space Western. So this is very much, you know, the bandit town or the bounty hunter town that was full of scum and whatnot, uh, finally received some diplomacy it's and some leadership. Now. That's a school now. That's my school. Pull me a drink. And it's like, that's not a saloon anymore. That's a school. Like, you know, and they're trying to do right. And then they still got people over here trying to treat it like what it used to be. This, you know, this horde of villainy and scum. And no, yeah. so I, I think it fits the narrative and shows growth, not only for Navarro as a town, but Grief Karga. Uh Played by Carl Weathers, aka Apollo that was the Creed. Pirate? No, no, Grief is the guy, Apollo Creed. Oh, oh, right, right. Yes, the the magistrate, the high magistrate. The high magistrate. Did you see the little robots carrying his cape? His, yes. his robe. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That was funny. Uh, I like that. 
still <laughs> he's a he means well but he's still got an ego but uh, I, I like him i like, I like him. him too no i like carl weathers a lot and i i like mando's little people that he goes to and sees and you know they're with him all the way because when they first started out again they were not necessarily the best of terms grief cargo was like sending everybody after mando right i remember that they were not yeah they were not on the best of terms um, so i like their relationship i think the they're city buddies also, they're buddies now yeah they're buddies and i think the city reflects kind of the growth between them uh it symbolizes the growth so right oh yeah that's a good that's a good comparison yeah 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 um i think he even gives um mando like a p a plot of land oh my like gosh yeah well it, see and there there's see i do think this episode bounces around a lot of places but it also sets up kind of mando's at a crossroads you know uh he wants to go atone religiously to be with the watch uh or you know you have what grief is offering a plot of land so you and the kid could settle down you know time to hang up your blaster be the marshal of our town you know just live live your life just you know you don't got to do this you know so there's two paths laid out and then there's one more path that's laid out at the end but we'll get there um so i think that's going to be kind of an overarching theme for this season is he's got options you know right right how far is he willing to go for this quest that in the grand scheme of things it, it really doesn't matter <laughs> like that i feel like the necessity of being a mandalorian with the life he led before he met grogu it 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 was required of him if he wanted to survive um you know if he wanted to put food on the table if he wanted to eat if he wanted to live he had to do you know pr practice the way of the mando because if he didn't he would not have his op gadgets his op armor uh, but now he has an opportunity where he's not going to need that for the rest of his life. He, he can live a life of luxury and just chill with Grogu. And he's still like, no, I must, I, I must cleanse my sins. Uh, and it's like, are, are you sure you want that man? Like you have an option here. Well, it's, it's, in, it's just interesting. Cause again, there's probably a commentary on, you know, kind of fanaticisms with anything. So whether it's like right. religious fanaticism or just ideology ideology it's like his he's very much this is he's indoctrinated you know yeah uh, he he doesn't realize there are options granted he's seen it he's seen bo-katan he's seen boba fett who you know is uh the son of a foundling Django fett who was like him and so right. but he's still very much like oh, i gotta go purge <laughs> i i have to get to the mines <laughs> I need to do it. Um, and in order to get to the mines, what he needs, this is where it, the episode kind of lost me a little I bit. I got lost here too. Um, so what he, there's a statue of, uh, the robot bounty hunter in the IG city. 11. Yep. What was the significant thing that he did? Like, did he just, did he save the town in season one or like, so what? IG, IG 11 first was a bounty hunter that came after him in the beginning I remember that of, right of season one and then they reprogrammed him grief did I'm pretty sure okay and they made him a protector and so okay uh IG-11 saved Grogu uh at one point M Mando's little short friend who was voiced by uh Nick Nolte got gunned down by stormtroopers IG-11 went and saved uh Grogu and then IG-11 okay. did a heroic sacrifice, blowing himself up, giving them an opportunity to escape uh, Moff Gideon. Uh, okay. Now, with that said, I, I I thought he was blown up. I didn't know there was right. any salvageable pieces left, uh, let alone half his torso. Uh, but also, I don't know why he needs him specifically either. I need him. But we could give you just a, a just capable droid. No, him. I'm like, I, sure. I is there like a functionality that he has that's gonna help you get into the mines? Like, why specifically do you need this guy? And I, I don't know if it's maybe 
he was like one of the few people that helped protect him and Grogu. That's like a capable fighter. Um, I guess maybe that's why maybe he's going that far to be like, nope, this one. It, this it was one. not clear. I'll say that much. <laughs> it was very not clear why they needed him specifically. I was sitting here trying to figure out why you need him. But sure, it's an excuse to bring back Taika. So, right. I right. guess we'll be seeing him again. So, right. Hopefully, yes. We all, we love Taika in small doses. <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, but sure, this is where we are with the quest line so far. Um, they try bringing him back. They realize, oh, he's back to his default settings. He just, he, he's back to wanting to kill Grogu. So they need a memory circuit. Uh, but the little, what are those little aliens called? The ones that like tinker around and stuff? Uh, I don't know their species, but the. They remind me of the Tontatas from uh, One Piece. Oh, God, I guess. Uh, I was just going to say the the one who is like a standout, Babu Frank from Rise of Skywalker. That's the species. Is that, was that the same character here or that was. No, uh, no, that was not species? him. Okay. I mean, if it is him, I don't know. I don't think it's him. I think it's just the species. No well, fix. Babu Frank. Uh, memory circuit. Go big, go boom. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, I don't even know what accent they're trying to imitate. He says you gotta. He says you gotta do this. Oh my god! That okay. That bit was kind of funny. I did like that. that Every was funny. time. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, and he just keeps looking at him <laughs> back and forth. It, it was a small bit. It was a small bit. Um, but yes, they, they need uh, a memory circuit. And, um, so Mando flies off, um, from Navarro in search of a memory circuit. He bumps into those same pirates again that were causing that scuffle back in the town. Um, this new pirate, uh, the leader of the pirates, I guess the guy with like the seaweed beard. I kind of like yes. his design that that was kind of cool. I've never seen an alien like that in star Wars. I mean, I'm I'm just always a fan for any time they like to do uh, practical. Yeah, uh -huh. it looked good. I, I I thought it looked good. Right, um, but again, it uh maybe they're just again kind of setting up the chessboard because I I imagine we'll see this dude again for sure. Because um, like once he gets that memory circuit, he will get a memory circuit. He has to come back to town, right. and I I imagine he's gonna bump into him again. Yeah, um, no, I, I I see that as well, but yeah. um. Yeah, see, this was another thing. I was just like, man, I think they're just trying to remind you that the Mando's back. They said, let's throw in a space battle real quick, a space dogfight, which was cool. I love, I like Star Wars when they dip into other aspects of just lightsaber battles. I like space yeah. battles. You know, that is one part Star Wars. Um, so I, I had fun here. Very reminiscent of kind of Obi-Wan in the asteroid field uh, chasing Jango Fett. Uh, oh jeez! <laughs> yeah, right. Threw it back what, there. What a deep uh, cut, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. I I am an avid Star Wars fan. Yeah, uh, actually. But uh, again, it just felt like did did we need this here? No, not necessarily. But yeah, it, it was quick and done. It was like, all right, here's a here's here's something that we probably don't have more of throughout the season. So let's just throw it in here. Quick, quick space battle, boom. And it, it, it did it feel super easy. And plot armored, sure. Oh, they got guns on us, kid. All right, watch this. Flies over the guns. <laughs> yeah, okay. I okay. I thought I was the only one with that. He just, they made it seem like he was bottlenecked into like, oh, <laughs> what, what do we do here, kid? Uh, oh, we looks like we only got one shot, and then they just, <laughs> they just jumped to light speed. I thought, okay, I thought you were stuck, but um, it was so easy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> They, okay. they got yeah, away. yeah. <laughs> I was like, sure. Um, um, do we know where he's going to get that memory circuit? Um, for for IG eleven. I I mean, I thought that's where he was going. That's not where he goes. He goes to Bo-Katan. Right, random um, stop. Right. So I was like, I, I was like, well, maybe he'll get it here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he's gonna get a memory circuit, but. Now, see, and that's what I'm saying. It just felt like we need to introduce the the chess pieces. The pieces, yeah. Right. So it's like, let's make this pit stop at Bo-Katan, which I don't even know why we stopped here. I do, okay, you see, I did not. I thought I was the only one. Um, we stopped here, and I was wondering, 
during the so right so okay let's let's set it up uh mando comes off the ship he goes into this mandalorian castle completely empty and i get it they have these cool ideas and cool shots where they're like "Ooh, you know it'll be really cool like let's have Bo-Katan like sitting on a throne, like uh, like <laughs> like on the Iron Throne. Oh, you know what like... she's sitting like she is. It's giving me a. It's giving Black Adam a little Black, bit. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Black Adam. She's sitting on it like Black Adam, and it's just it has this menacing look, and the you know the throne room's empty. It's a cool shot and cool imagery, but in the back of my head, I'm asking, do you just sit in this all day? <laughs> like this, no one's Seems here like with her in this castle. <laughs> So does he just sit in that chair and just wait for people to come by and and say hello? Mando comes in and he was just more or less asking questions like uh oh where are the where's your squad? What happened to your squad from season two? And what she's like uh yeah yeah bitch you had the dark saber and they left after season two you'll wave that thing around and now they're gone i can't lead them anymore thanks thanks for that um i thought that was kind of funny how they just left. they're just so committed to just this this tribalistic uh uh buffoonery where it's like whoever's got the dark saber regardless of who they are how competent they may be or how detrimental they may be to the culture you gotta follow them who well, cares see, it, if it's Darth Maul? Follow him. It's, Follow him. Um, it's interesting because both factions do agree to the leadership is based on the wielder of the dark saber. I find that interesting that it's oh they can't God. agree on anything else, but they're definitely like dark saber. We follow dark saber. You. I like, yeah. Bo-Katan's tribe is like of the mentality that the watch are the ridiculous ones. They're like, you guys are silly. You guys put your helmets on and never take them off. You, you guys are weird. You're corny. You're corny. Right. Um. But, but it, <laughs> this dark saber, like, I get it. It's 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 just it's the culture and the dark saber is really really important. But it's like, my God, man, y'all can be about to win a war uh, for your people, and if some jackass with the Darksaber happens to take it, and they are everything uh, as the antithesis to what you fight for, you guys are still going to go with him or her, or it. Because, uh, oh, oh it, it, they have the Darksaber. Got, that's got, it. That's it. But that's it's, it. It's, it's also this interesting, is the way. too. It's interesting, too, because she didn't have it before. Right, so it's like, she did not. So, what? She doesn't come back with it now? They're still very much like, you promised us. You promised us the dark saber. Where is it? We're we're out. We're out. You don't got it. We're out. Goodbye. Um, so I question kind of these fuckers weren't loyal ever. You know, <laughs> they over here waiting for you to get the dark saber. They'll follow you tooth and nail. And maybe, then one the one maybe, time you don't come back with it. Maybe that was the lead up. It was always the assumption of we'll join you for the overall goal of um you're gonna get the dark saber and we'll be will be the true faction that'll bring Mandalore back to its glory. And once she fumbled the bag with uh, by not getting the Darksaber when she was the closest to it, they were like, what the hell? This is what we came for. You were, you, you were supposed to get it. Nope, screw this. I'm out. I'm Which out. is not even her fault, too. Uh, you know, uh, he came up on Moff Gideon before her, she could. So, you know. But then that's kind of what a lot of people assume this would be a good portion of season three was that Bo-Katan would challenge the Mando for the, for for the, the saber. Dark Saber, which he still, has still it, happened. Right? He still has he it. He still has it. He still has it. He does okay. not have the Beskar Spear, which I thought was so dumb that he got rid of. Well, um, so so what happened to the Beskar Spear in season? In, uh, no, was it season two or Boba? Season, season two. Was it in Boba? It might have been in Boba. Um, no, no, no. It was in season two. Um, because, uh, he had a choice. He had to choose like a lightsaber or the, the chain mail. So he already had the chain mail. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he melted the Beskar, say, uh, staff spear to make Grogu's chain mail, which he had on. I don't know if you noticed it. Uh, Grogu had the chain mail under his, uh, his robe, which oh, I thought was I, cute. Yeah. He already had that in uh Boba, I think. 
Yes, right? yes, correct. Yeah. I just like seeing it. It's a nice little it's nice right? reminder. But um, yeah, so a lot of people, I mean, it very much still could happen. They challenge, she challenges him because uh, he ain't doing nothing. He ain't leading nobody. Uh, right. And she's shoot. just there, just sitting in a chair in an empty castle. Which, again, I question kind of the rules, as we were saying. Who cares if he took off his helmet? He has the dark saber. Right, right. Nope, nope. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. So even if he has the dark saber and he took off his helmet, that's not enough. It's not enough. Who Ooh, cares? These rules are loose, man. They, they're, they're really detrimental to these people. This is why they're in shambles right now. <laughs> They lost far before Darth Maul was ever involved. We thought the Jedi were a little loose with their playing with their rules, but Man Mandalorians are are giving them a run for their money. They are crippling themselves. Goodness. Um, but yeah, it's like he comes in and asks these questions about, hey, where's your squad and anything and whatever, and that's it. He just leaves, and that it's like, it. why? Did you just stop in to say hello like you were passing by? Like, oh, hey, Bo-Katan's probably here. Let's grow good. We're, we're a family now, okay? We're not like those people that when you drive into town and you have family members that are close by, we just drive past them. No, we stop by, we say hello, and then we keep trudging on. So let's go say hello to Bo-Katan. Let's go say hello to Bo-Katan. He did ask her kind of the state of Mandalore, but... It, I feel like I he was know. he's already on his way. Uh, well, well... He's on his way to get the memory circuit so that he can put it into IG so that they can both go to Mandalore. But he knows the state of the planet. Like he he he's heard that it's crystallized. He has that little fragment that shows that it's still crystallized. Mm -hmm. Um and Bo Katan is basically telling him what he already knows of people already describing the planet. They're like, uh, Mandalore is gone. It's don't bother. There's no hope in getting back. Maybe, maybe him visiting Bo-Katan. Because Bo-Katan, I think, is one of the few Mandalorians that were present when Mandalore was actually still active. You Correct. know, like it was a planet that you could go to and visit. So maybe he's going there to be like, hey, you used to, you know, visit or, and or live on Mandalore. Um, what you thinking about that planet right now? What's it like? You you wanna you wanna come with me? You wanna describe how it is? And she just more or less told him the same thing everyone else has been telling him. It's gone. Those minds are done. You ain't you ain't getting cleansed of your sins. And yeah, Mando just says this is the way and just keeps on moving. Um, uh yep. Literally. So that's pretty much the episode. Um I feel like, yeah, it's more or less setting up the chess pieces, setting up the board for the type of characters we'll see reoccurring and just what we know what the end goal is to get to the mines. And it's just a matter of how are we going to get there? Oh, we need to have IG uh, with us for some reason. It has to be IG um, who, and they might reveal later on maybe like, Oh, we, this is why you were so adamant on bringing IG. You needed him to do some IG things at this point in Mandalore. I don't know. Maybe there's like a, a wall that he needs to break down. I don't know. Though maybe, maybe. <laughs> Who <don't> knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but so, but IG is obviously in his default settings, and in order to fix him, he needs a memory circuit. Um, I don't know if they said. I don't know if they said where he's going to get the memory circuit, but that 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 seems to be the immediate goal right now. Get the memory circuit wherever it is, and then come back and you know fix ig go to mandalore from there um i i still like this episode regardless of those problems um it's something about the mandalorian that i i just like the tone i like how nothing seems too corny or too full of cheese i feel like it just it rides this fine line of like it knows when to be humorous it knows when to progress the story the action again it was kind of like one and done like oh wow look at that space fight that's gone already uh but overall i maybe it's because i'm suffering from the whiplash of boba fett and obi-wan <laughs> maybe maybe uh i obviously i haven't seen andor 
Um, and I haven't seen uh, Tales of the Jedi either. Um, I think the only Star Wars medium outside of those two live actions were that I've seen was um, what's that anime one? The anime. Uh, oh, uh, oh God, flip! I forgot the name. I forgot the name um, too. Uh, but oh, man. but you know the anime yes. Star Wars. Well, there's there's that, and then there's also uh, the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. So yes. I, Bad Batch is on and off for me. It, it's not uh, bad, but it's not like I'm not I'm not invested. I wasn't trying to watch Bad Batch. I mean, maybe I'll get around to it. Maybe, uh, maybe. Vision, Star Wars Vision. Star uh, Wars Vision. Right, right, right. Okay. Which there's uh, season two. I think is coming this year. Oh, uh, this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they well they announced all the studios that are involved. I remember seeing so, that. I remember seeing yeah. that. So um, should be cool. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. And again, it's just one of those things where you had two shows that were supposed to fill in the gap between Mando season two and um, Mando season three. I, I guess actually three shows that all came out in 2022. Wow. Yeah, Boba three Fett. Star Wars shows came out. Yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett. Obi-Wan and Which, Andor. I think Star Wars fatigue is a real thing. Um again back to that MCU comparison. It's very much. No, very much. And uh interestingly enough, um I, I I'll send you this. There's a TikTok with John Favreau kind of talking about his MCU experience and what he's learning from it and what he's how he's applying it to Star Wars. Uh, specifically in regards to canon and like what you can and can't do and uh how he navigates it a uh, really good interview but um okay. no no i definitely think you know oddly enough uh mando i feel is what a lot of people want to see out of star wars it's not so heavy on the lore to where anyone can't just hop in season one and be all right of course there are things that you know if you watch the clone wars you watch rebels uh, you'll be super in the know of what's going on, but it Mando is just also a show that knows what it wants to do. It's very much the dialogue is not heavy, uh, as he said. They know when they want to be funny, and they deliver on the action when they do. And, it, and overall, it is cool. It is cool. Uh, I just I have a critical lens because I love season one and two, um, so I'm definitely gonna apply that critical lens here. But um. This is a nice welcome back. This episode felt like a welcome back to the world of the Mandalorian versus we need to be all about the story and character development all in one episode. No, they just said, sit your ass down and get ready for seven more episodes of greatness. So this is eight confirmed, like it always Eight confirmed, is. eight confirmed, yep. And it's always eight, right? Season one and two? Always eight, eight. yeah. There'll be 24 by the end of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they 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 follow that um uh I I'm sure other shows do this as well, but they follow that that my hero academia uh, formula where it's like every new season it's still considered like episode 132. Oh, chapter, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't just reset back to episode 1 of season 4 or episode 1 of season 5. It's just continuous. So like this right. one right here, this is chapter uh 17 17 the, the apostate, the apostate. God, it even sounds religious <laughs> oh my god I, I, and when he said it in the show too i was like for the love of god if he says the word apostate in this episode he's like i'm an apostate thanks <laughs> thanks for that we needed that we needed that i i bet you by the end of this season there's gonna be strong commentary on oh on sure fanaticism Oh, absolutely. How, how far people are willing to go. Because this man was offered a life of peace in episode one. And he said, no, I'm an apostate. <laughs> he said, no, nope, I got to atone, man. I can't be a good daddy to Grogu until I atone. My goodness. Let's see where it goes. Let's see sure. where it goes. Um, I think John Favreau, Dave Filoni, they got something good here. A little bit of a rocky start, but I think still good overall um, of an episode for Mandalorian. Uh, any final thoughts on episode one or kind of like where you want to see the season go um, in general? I mean, I already have an idea. It's just going to be super Mandalorian heavy. And that do you, is do you something... Think 
do you think we're going to get to Mandalore at the end of the season or Ooh. are we going to get to it early, but still explore Mandalorian culture after whatever episode that is? Like if it's episode three or something. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel out of all the Mandalorian seasons, this one I feel is going to be the most kind of Different. straightforward and very much centralized plot driven. Uh, season one and two definitely had some episodes that could have just standed on their own and filler esque, if you dare say. Um, but uh, no, I just want to, I'm just here for, I like to see more Mandalorian, like, every mandalorian type of action right, right. Uh, i like to see these factions come ahead come to a head we have not seen them come to a head you know the watching free thinkers like bo katan and them you oh, know like right. what happens when they meet face to face bo katan the original sinner what are you doing here uh something like that or bo katan you're the judas left the watch at a young age the judas uh, oh my god <laughs> Wow. Something, something like that. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to see. Uh, then, uh, you know, if anything else, I, I like I like the established characters from the Mandalorian supporting cast. I like Grogu. I like to see more stuff with him. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, they deliver on that. I'll be good. Do you, do you think we're going to see um, like any legacy characters uh, like maybe Ooh. Ahsoka? Or... Uh, Ahsoka could show up, yeah. Ahsoka could show. Up. I feel like hasn't she? Sh well, no. She she came out in season two. She came in season two. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and she had and a brief then... appearance in Boba Fett. Right. Right. Because uh, Ahsoka and... this year, isn't it? The Ahsoka show. is supposed to come out this year. Yep. God, I'm so, so worried, man. <laughs> I'm so like I I'm excited, but I knew what I know what excitement has uh, has done to me when it comes to Star Wars shows. So I, I I don't know I don't know. Just keep them keep it mild. I'm keeping I'm definitely keeping it mild. Uh, so you know, uh, but they can easily kind of set up Ahsoka, give her one episode here. They I mean they don't need to. They could though. Um, but uh, other legacy characters, I don't know. When they said pirates, I thought we might see Hondo. That's uh, who I I honestly was looking through those pirates in the very beginning, and I was wondering like, is one of them Hondo? Is, is it right? Is, is the one in the middle the one that's talking? Is that Hondo? But it it wasn't because it didn't look like him. No, but, and they also would have got Jim Cummings back to be like, hey, I'm Hondo. Hondo, <laughs> hey, this is uh, <laughs> hey, where's that baby? Where's the baby? <laughs> I think yeah, no. Uh, other than that, I mean, uh, I am open to being surprised because. <laughs> Ain't nobody thought we'd see Cad Bane. Uh, oh my God! What, what, what a, what a beautiful twist from Boba Fett and a massive disappointment <laughs> at the same time. Oh my God! Just don't do that again, please. That was not the way to do it, right? That was not the way to do it. I'm here for the surprise. Just don't, <laughs> just don't do what you did to Cad Bane, please. Yeah, no, please um we might you, you never know uh, maybe i feel like we might see um uh mondo i feel like we might see him you said mondo like dr mondo <laughs> oh my god what's his name hondo 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 mando mondo hondo hondo mondo mando lorian um we might see hondo again he's a pirate well Maybe he's a retired pirate. I don't. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, no, no, we might see him. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like we might. I, I I feel like he's a safe bet. He's a safe bet. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I would say that kind of wraps up our thoughts overall on Mandalorian season three premiere. Um, more or less, like we said earlier, it's setting up the board for the characters we're going to see uh, reoccurring. And again, some silliness uh, as to why why Mando's doing this or that. You know, why does he need IG-11 specifically? Why is he randomly stopping to go see Bo-Katan? Uh, but you know what? It's episode one. Whatever. It's just showing us these characters are going to be here for the rest of the season. I'm okay with that as long as the rest of the season does not make me question things like the way I'm questioning it now. Uh, but 
John Favreau is back in in his prime. Uh, Dave Filoni back in his prime. Um, so I'm hoping like, hey, these are the guys that have been carrying, uh, you know, the Star Wars franchise for better or worse for the last several years. Um, especially Dave Filoni, whether you mm -hmm. love him or hate him. Um, but so we'll see. We'll see season three. But let us know what you all think of season three in the comments down below. Uh, what do you think about the characters they've introduced so far? Do you like this new direction of the story they're trying to tell where it's focused on Mandalorian culture as opposed to the journey of Mando and uh, Grogu trying to find out Grogu's past and the mystery behind his powers? Um, do you like this new direction? And where do you think the series is going to go from here? You know, is season three just going to be a one and done on Mandalorian culture? Is it going to be an end to Mando's story overall? Um, we'll have to wait and see there. But uh, let us know what you all think down in the comments below, wherever you're listening to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Yonko Table. Give us a like, give us a shout out, let us know what you think, and we will catch you on the next one. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jason Turney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop. Boom.